See, the bandwidths are working with us, and I think we are on. Good morning, everyone. And yes, it's still morning. We're on a little bit later than normal, but why not? When you've got things you got to get done, you got to have flexibility, right? Because if you don't have flexibility, you're going to have a day with a bunch of divots, and we don't want to do that. On the very first Monday of 2021, good morning, everyone. This is Carol So, a.k.a. Nani Boss Live with two sisters and hey good morning everyone my name is janice aka wellness diva and mindset monday first monday of 2021 and i put in the tagline for the video and this has been coming up a lot lately and we're going to be talking about all sorts of different things today are you subjective or objective Ooh, that's a good one so I'm going to send it over to you, Carol. So you, how do you feel about subjective and objective? Uh, I, I think they both have their place um, because, you know, obviously people view things differently. So they have their own reasonings behind that. Uh, when I think of something objective or subjective, I think of basically having the ability to have flexibility in someone's mindset, in someone's views, in someone's interpretation, because those kind of all roll in together. And um, I would kind of say that they do kind of mesh, but they're different. What would I, I try to think that I'm more objective. If you're asking me personally what I am, I think I'm more objective. And I, I always talk about Walter Cronkite mm -hmm. a lot. And I'm gonna segue kind of take a divot off the road for a moment if you have not if and this is for our viewers too if you have not watched the and i think it's on netflix um it's called 1 p.m central time and it was from walter cronkite's perspective on the assassination of jfk Ooh. and how he felt that day and how he presented the news and why he did what he did did and <laughs> And I think obviously a lot of what is happening in our nation today is a lot of the newscasters casters are more influenced by subjective. In other words, putting their own personal feelings mm -hmm. into what they're they're broadcasting to what, you know, projecting their feelings, their thoughts on what should be versus objective which is more that the person is not influenced by their personal feelings or opinions when they are um, <laughs> considering and presenting facts so you know what would and i've said this before i know i've said this before in the broadcast what would walter cronkite think of all these different news organizations and the long and short answer for me is i don't think that he would be too happy with certain news i think he would actually be uh, embarrassed embarrassed for his industry 
uh, embarrassed as an American. I think he would be really embarrassed. Uh, obviously, he was old school news. Those days are long gone. They will never, ever. Um, it's one of those things that in history, you know how sometimes you say you, uh, we may never, you know, we may never pass this way again. It's one of those kind of feelings where it's something that you can't get back, just like the leave it to Beaver Cleaver days of, you know, the home life. There are certain times when you make that that turn in the journey or that turn uh, in industry, that turn in our environment, that turn in our country. Uh, and that's the whole point. You know, we we hopefully progress to a better nation, progress to a better people, progress to a better country. And that comes with decades of change, uh, with science, with invention. Um, so there is something to say that, you know, with Walter Cronkite, those were the days of where he uh, stated the news. He didn't spin his narrative. You didn't hear his perspective. You didn't even hear his particular uh, influence. I think the only time that you heard maybe a slight of that is uh, the sadness of when uh, JFK was assassinated because that was a time where obviously it was unexpected. There was tumultuous times uh, from, from the segue of, um, you know, racially things going on in our world. So you, you, you may have seen the humanist side of him uh, coming out in his reporting, but on a day-to-day -day daily newscast, you did not see him inflect his opinion, his view, he was just reporting the news. But those days are long gone. And one of the things that I found really interesting before we kind of detox from politics and into some healthy <laughs> stuff, uh, one of the things that I, I, I posted today, because I did receive, I, I, I received a lot of messages, are you heading down to DC? Well, obviously January 6th is a very important day, uh, not only for our country, but for our family with our grandson. So he's, he's having a, uh, a major uh, procedure done that day. So, uh, you know, our focus uh, while yes, it's on the country is also, you know, on our family. And we're sending out some, some good vibes to, to Jedrick. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that, you know, I, so many people have messaged me is, you know, what is your view? We haven't heard you posting a lot. You haven't been kind of rattling the cages and shaking up the social media waves. And I said, well, I've been postured on how I felt and I, and I don't ever back down from that posture. Uh, but sometimes you don't necessarily need the noise. Sometimes the quiet is the noise. But one point I want to bring up, because a lot of people have misunderstandings of January 6th and what it actually means and what it means when the president of the Senate, who is our vice president, which is Vice President Pence, is presented with the electoral votes, the sealed envelopes. Uh, a lot of people have that confused that, you know, because the House is really, uh, you know, has a majority of the Democratic Party and the Senate has a majority uh, right now of the Senate and will continue once they win those two other seats from Georgia. Yes, I'm putting that out in the universe. That they don't really understand the ceremonial and the uh, requirements under taking that oath of defending our constitution. So to clarify it, because there's some misgivings, the electoral votes are presented, they're sealed to President uh, to Vice President Pence, who is the Senator, President uh, of the Senate. 
he can at that point ask for objections, uh, which I'm pretty sure that's probably what he's going to do. And we pretty much know that there will be some objections from the House and from the Senate. When those objections would be obviously going to be talking about six, seven, however many states that they felt that there was uh, irregularities, that there was fraud, and they're going to have some supportive evidence because you need evidence to obviously bring uh, bring to the table. Some will be probably information that we've heard. Other other you know uh, information maybe of things that we haven't heard. But when the objections arise, Congress goes into their chambers, the Senate will go into their chambers, and they have two hours minimum to kind of go over the evidence to see what it is. Uh, when they regroup, now, from what I understand, I do believe the hearing starts at 1. I can be wrong, but I heard 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm not exactly 100% sure that is the correct time. So, you know, you get your pomp and stance of the beginning. Obviously, there's going to be objections. They're going to go into their separate chambers and discuss and probably argue, and God knows what they do behind these chambers, right? Mm -hmm. But at that point, the vice president still has the ability to not even open up those envelopes. And everyone says, oh, he cannot do that. Uh, yes, he can. If you look up, um, and I want to remember um, which... Uh, yes, Thomas Jefferson, that's what it is. If you look up what happened in his time frame, you will understand that. Now, in addition, in 18, I believe it's 1877, yes, 1877, Congress passed, and I say that loosely, uh, passed that, uh, that they stripped the power from the vice president, who is the president of the Senate, of those powers. And they are kind of focusing and really trying to get that information out, except that they don't realize one thing. The Congress does not have the ability to amend the Constitution. Only the states do. And actually, that should be ratified. And I don't know why, after all these years, it still has not been. But Pence does have within his powers to say, the evidence is what the evidence is. Therefore, I am not counting these states. I'm not even going to open them because you know they're tainted, they're, there's obvious fraud, there's irregularities, whatever the terminology that they use. He does have that power. And a lot of people think he does not. Now, yes, he has the power because it's proven in our constitution the way that it's written and our forefathers did that for a reason. The real question, does he have the balls to do it? Does Vice President Pence have the balls to decide which of those states, and there's some pretty obvious ones, I believe it's Nevada, Georgia, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Um, so those are five that I can kind of rattle off the top of my brain. Does he have the balls to say, I'm not even opening up those electoral votes? And he, they can't do anything about it. They cannot change it. It doesn't matter how they object. They can't do anything about it because that's what's written in our constitution. And he took an oath just like many other people took oaths to defend our constitution against foreign and domestic interference and harm and damage. So for me, uh, oh, then the other quirky piece to this, because we know SCOTUS hasn't done jack shit regarding any of these cases. If 
if you really want to know how deep shit the, 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 the underlining government, and I say that very loosely, goes within our country, if you hear SCOTUS coming out within today or tomorrow and start mentioning the 1877 Act and say, oh, it's okay, they're also, in my eyes, committing and going against our Constitution. But that will really show Americans how deep doo-doo that the government, the underlying government is. Because that is not the will of the people, that is not we the people, and that's not what our forefathers stated in writing our Constitution. And that's the sad piece to it, is that there's so many news avenues, and I say that loosely, that do not want the American people to really understand the Constitution, to understand constitutional law. I don't know all of it, so I'm, I'm not an expert at it, but I know that in order for me to really be passionate, I mean, I knew I had the passion behind it, but I knew I had to do my homework and understand because, you know, so much you, you learn in history, so much is lost now because they don't teach it in school. And, you know, I smack myself that I didn't pay attention more to understanding constitutional law because I think that's every American's uh, responsibility to know how our constitution runs. Big government does not belong in our homes. Big government does not belong in telling us when and where we should be wearing a mask or where we shouldn't be wearing a mask. Common sense, yes. Common sense in our government, yes. But not to the extent, and I believe that is why this big emergence of patriots are heading to D.C. My warning for those heading to D.C., and I'd be, I'd be there, um, but you know because of what I said, I cannot, is make sure that you've got some water, make sure you've got some food, uh, make sure your cell phone is charged, but also don't be surprised if you're, you're losing data, that all of a sudden your phone is acting funky because those things did occur uh, not too long ago when uh, an emergence of Trump supporters did arrive in DC. You have to use common sense, make sure that you're locking arms with the people, make sure safety is number one, your number one priority because there's some cray crays out there. Oh, Absolutely. And that comes uh, really back to subjective and objective, because um, just to give you, for instance, um, I had quickly gone on Facebook, uh, I think it was last night before dinner, and somebody had mentioned about um, the rally that's happening in D.C. that the Patriots are headed there. And one person, and I just kind of... I kind of shook my head and I wanted to type something out, but I, I always pause. I do always pause before I do that. My hands are actually on the keyboard, but I do pause. Had no idea, no idea what was going on. Now, I don't know it all. I don't know. I don't purport to know it all. I educate myself as much as I can, but I thought, what? news is this person watching how come they don't know what's going on and the more that the conversation was going back and forth it's not that i was laughing at this person i certainly was not but i was laughing in the sense that this is why we have a lot of i think angst like a lot of tension going on 
because people don't know because they are getting if this person like I don't know I do not know this person but if this person for instance is watching CNN well of course they're not going to know what's going on so is CNN doing you a service now everybody knows I can't stand CNN I especially cannot stand Cuomo Chris Cuomo cannot stand him but I do go on quite frequently and watch what they're saying and how they're saying it. And I cringe when I sit there sometimes and watch and I'm like, like, I just like feel this like, oh my God, like people are actually watching this crap. Yes, I was watching it, but that's to educate myself on what is happening with different news organizations. I don't want all the fluff. I don't want all the, the, all that extra stuff. I want to know what is going on. And <clears throat> I guess in closing, I will say that's not the way it should be. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know or are too young, that is what uh, Walter Cronkite would say. If you do not know who Walter Cronkite is, I suggest you Google him. You Google, Google everything else, or duck go everything else, Google that. Duck and, that was, and that was his tagline when he closed up was, and that's the way it is, Monday, January 4th, 2021. Right. Very clean line, streamlined, just boom, this is what it is no inflection of his opinion and sadly um you know I, I i actually refer to news outlets now as soap operas because obviously i don't even know if there's soap operas on anymore uh one of the ones that i used to watch was general hospital i used to love that one one like they are still on i'm and like i can't even tell you one because i'm too busy however that's what the news uh really my opinion of them are it's a soap opera it's who's gonna outdo somebody else with the most cray cray moments and drama in this sense and then they all like hinge on a few tagline words or or you know phrases and they totally beat the crap out of them with their cray cray attitude so um, you know, I hope everyone that's all the patriots that are heading down to DC just make sure that you know you're safe uh, that you are with people, don't walk alone. Um, these are, again, these are all common sense things, kind of like the common sense things that we should be doing with the China virus, that somehow people um, still, you know, are in the whole, got a mask up. I'm not, I've never been a mask wearer. Do I wear a mask in appropriate situations? Absolutely. If I want to fly, and I've had 20 flights since February of 2019, you bet your ass I'm going to put that mask on because I need to get, I got to go. So I'm not going to buck the system. Uh, choose your battles wisely. Do not get a confrontation with somebody on the street if you don't know who they are. There are some dangerous people out there, sadly, and there's some cray crays out there. So make sure that you are uh, staying in your group, staying in your lane, uh, be proud, protest with uh, uh, diligence, but not with violence. There's no need for violence. There's no need for destruction or burning or flipping over cars or threatening people. Will you get some cray crays doing that? Absolutely, but you don't need to be around them. And I would bet 
that Antifa, they usually don't come out until, you know, when there's minimal people on the streets. So the Patriots are a big and powerful group of people that are patriots, that believe in our constitution, that believe in our country and want the freedoms that we are so, uh, so blessed to have. And I think they, they will outnumber the cray crays, but you still have to be uh, vigilant and, and being mindful of your surroundings. So we, we do hope uh, that, you know, we wish everyone well that is doing that. Now getting on to detox, so a lot of people want to detox from 2020, and so when you hear the word detox, what do you think about? Well, obviously we talk about health and wellness, but it's detoxing your brain, detoxing your surroundings for a positive outcome that is going to lead you to a better you, a better self you. So obviously it's January 4th, we're starting our detox and we're going to chat a little bit about some of the initial foods that we are detoxing and we hope that you are doing the same. So I'm going to list a few and then you add a few that you might have Jan because I know you have some we've chatted about this caffeine is a no-brainer for me because I don't take uh any kind of caffeinated products alcohol uh I had my uh one champagne yesterday we went to brunch and that was it so I'm detoxing I'm not having any alcohol for five days while we do this challenge also cow's dairy uh, dairy in itself. So that would be to me is like any uh, milk products. I'm staying away from that. Uh, I'm also staying away from soy. And a lot of people say, oh, well, soy is good for you versus the dairy. But again, when you're doing a detox, it's one way to kind of get rid of all the junk. Here's a no brainer, refined sugars and sweeteners. Um, that's pretty, pretty obvious because we, we always talk about how sugar really uh, elevates your, your insulin up or high, low or high, depending on what you're doing and uh, refined sweeteners uh, along with sodium are, are two things that play havoc on your, your system. This one I know you can get right into uh, is wheat and gluten. I'm going to have you talk a little bit about that along with the meat and the bad fats. We got trans fats. That's our vegetable oils. Uh, anything that's processed deep fried food. What do you want to add to that list, Jan? Oh my God, there's so much I could add, but uh, let's start off with the cooking aspect. So when you are cooking, a lot of people cook with olive oil. When you cook with olive oil, that actually turns into a carcinogen. That's not good for you. Um, and so you got to kind of break away from that. Um, I tend to be more of a sweet tooth and I love the crackers and the, the crunchy and all that stuff. But I also love Carrots. Carrots have are probably one of the not the but probably one of the most highest concentration of sugar in it. Carrots. Who would think? I love carrots. So of course I'm going to. I've kind of stayed away from that a little bit. I love cheese. We talked. You just talked about dairy products. Um, anything that's a rooted type of vegetable contains a lot of sugar for instance potatoes sweet potatoes um all that kind of stuff what so what are some good ones all right i'm left with okay uh you know everybody buys carrots i love carrots but and i trying to cut down because of the sugar content right so what can i eat you want to really go with something that's more water soluble for instance cucumbers 
celery, all of the pretty much the greens. Now, if you do have issues with gout, you have to be very careful with that because some of the green vegetables do contain a lot of purines. So for instance, um, string beans do contain a lot of purines. Peas, I love peas. So it's like you, you have to think of the food that you like in different terms. So of course I'm not, I do have some carrots left, but um, I'm gonna stay away from them. So I do have celery. So, and it's all about the prep part of it, okay? So in the morning, or if you do it the day before, I prefer to do it <laughs> typically in the morning. Um, I have a plate of um, celery that's cut up. So like when I get off this podcast, usually the first thing I do is run to the little girl's room and I have to walk by the refrigerator. So I have that habit of, oh, what's in the refrigerator? So it's setting yourself up for success. So not only detox really is not about, um, it's not about neglecting what you want. That's not what it's about. It's about refining and thinking of those different things to tweak your wellness. Now, any type of diet or any type of thing that I've ever been on, and we all know I hate the word diet. <coughs> I, now obviously Carol Sue doesn't drink coffee. I love the taste of coffee. Now I'm gonna tell you a true story. I went from eight to 10 cups a day finally down to three, now I'm down to two. But I like my coffee the way I like my coffee. There, I just can't get around it. So that is that something that I'm going to give up? Hell no. <laughs> but what I will do um, is I went from three, and I do the stevia, which is a plant-based. I went from three and I'm down to two. So um, allowing myself to have, that's one thing that I, I just can't, I'm not willing to compromise on. So if, if you have something within your, your daily habits, you know, what you like to drink or what you like to eat that you're just not going to compromise on, you still need to work on kind of cutting back on it, which, which is something that I have done. So with that being said, what other foods can you eat? You can, there's so much that you can eat, right? Um, they always say your protein serving, obviously you look at, you look at your fists and that's about what you should, what you should have. Typically for women, it's anywhere from four to six ounces pre-cooked if you're cutting down, which is what we are doing for men. <laughs> typical serving is anywhere from six to eight ounces. Typically men, depending on their stature, their weight, their height, need more protein than women. And why is that? Does anybody know that the answer to that question? The reason is testosterone. Women Correct. have testosterone as well, but obviously men have more. So just some little guidelines and tools to follow. And what you can do when you're going through this type of a detox reset is write down 
everything, and I mean everything, what you had, what you consumed, what you ate, what you drank, and what were your feelings about it. For instance, if I was walking by the refrigerator and like, which I've done a few times, like, oh my God, I can't stand, like there just seemed to be like, you know, like one day Gary wanted scones, I made scones, and then there was this, there was that. So now I'm prone to looking for those things. And now I don't have them. So what are some different things you can do for that? So if you did partake in that, write down why, what you ate, why you ate it. And just write everything down. How much water you drink? That's going to give you a clue. Like next week, when you go back and read through what you ate, what you drank, and what was something that propelled you forward to maybe have that cupcake or whatever it may be? What was happening? Because there's usually a pattern you will see. And a lot of people don't realize that our habits are based on patterns. Patterns are normal, however, Normal does not mean that it is okay. And typically we do normal because we are comfortable with normal. And I don't like, I don't know of anybody that doesn't like to be normal and comfortable. That's true. I mean, it's just, it's, it's almost like um, the pacifier of life. We, we want, you know, that favorite blanket. We want that, that favorite comfort food. Um, Another great suggestion is kind of think of your area and what is in season. Um, when you always eat in season, and obviously over the last few decades, we have found cheese. You know, I never could find strawberries in the winter, um, but the patterns have changed because of preservatives. If you can eat organic, which we know eating organic sometimes is more costly, but during this five-day detox of your body, mind, and spirit, you want to get as close to earthy and what's in season as possible and as organic as you can, meaning less preservatives, less, less things that kind of, uh, you know, chemically based. Because we know, obviously, that the Northeast are not having strawberries being picked this time of year, right? But yet you see these beautiful strawberries from another area of the country. So you want to make sure that you're trying to focus on things that are in season in your area. Now, depending if you're in the dead of winter and it's, you know, gray, gloomy and snow out, uh, you know that, you know, those choices are limited because nothing's growing in this time of year. But again, try to keep it as organic as possible. Fresh berries, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, uh, strawberries, those are all good things. Gluten-free grains, you know, staying away from the gluten. Now, when people hear gluten-free, they tend to think of pasta, rice, bread, but they're forgetting that gluten's in a lot of canned products. So you want to stay away, if you can, stay away from all canned products, even if you know there's no gluten in them. Try to stay from processed canned items. Try to eat as fresh as you can. Uh, nuts, seed, high quality fish. Now, a lot of people are not fish eaters. Jan is one of them. So maybe make sure that you're taking a fish oil because we know fish oil is good for detox and is good to uh, put in your body. Do it that way. 
nuts, seed, organic eggs uh, are a good source of protein, uh, as well as using coconut oil and extra virgin olive oil, very limited amounts, obviously because of the carcinogenics, you wanna use very limited amounts. Um, getting your good sweat on, you know, making sure that you're getting movement in your day is also gonna help push up the impurities along with, obviously now you're sweating, you've got to replenish with water. So you should be, rule of thumb for most, not all, for most is half your body weight in, uh, in water. However, if you are a person that has any kind of kidney issues or medical issues, always, 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 we can't stress that enough, consult with your doctor on the amount of water and intake that you should be that is going to help you remove toxins while also refreshing you, but not overdoing your whole system because that's also important with your kidneys and whatnot. Uh, herbal teas uh, are okay. If you're an, uh, a tea drinker, herbal teas are good. Also the use of, because you're gonna go blander, meaning you're not gonna be doing fried food. You're not gonna be, we don't want you to use a lot of oils and butters and all that. Well, how do you get taste? Well, you get taste with herbs and seasonings. Uh, and I don't mean salty herbs and seasonings. I mean, uh, fresh basil is good, uh, Italian seasoning, oregano, garlic, white powder. There's always uh, pepper. There's always good, good seasons that you can use to help enhance whatever you're cooking. So you want to kind of turmeric, cinnamon, nutmeg, cayenne pepper, these are all, all good things. Another important piece, sleep, eight hours of sleep. Some of us have uh, issues with that. And so that's why I'm super excited that we are, uh, I don't have any in front of me, but we're doing a uh, hibernation gummy, which really kind of just kind of helps that, you know, relax mode to make sure, because that's when our bodies actually repair itself. So if you're not good in a good quality, we try to say eight hours, eight hours is not doable for a lot of people because a lot of people just only sleep six. Whatever your normal pattern is, help yourself have success with sleeping by turning off your electronics. Don't fall asleep with the TV on. Uh, read a good book before you go to bed. Maybe write a letter to yourself or write in your journal. Get in that relaxation state to help you go into that nice ease of uh, a good night's sleep. Because you also, part of detox is detoxing the mind and taking care of your emotional being. That's part of it. And a lot of times when you're going through a detox reset program, you might notice that your emotions kind of go up and down as you're <laughs> rid of junk that's in your system. Don't you think, Jan? Oh, absolutely. And just uh, a segue back to gluten. Gluten can also be found in skincare products, hair care products, medicine. So if you do have a gluten sensitivity, if you do have celiac disease, obviously you want to be, you're already mindful of that anyways. But if, for instance, you don't know that you have a gluten sensitivity and you're using a product and let's say you're using um, a skincare product and your face feels itchy afterwards or you break out in hives, that's your, your body's mechanism of giving you that signal that something is not right. So I just wanted to put that out there. And obviously if you have any questions or anything that like that happens to you, contact your doctor. Make sure you make an appointment with them. So and we're going to also include some of these lists uh, on our uh, Facebook page, but we're also super excited. Why don't you kind of segue into our new Facebook group? Yes, we are. Um, 
getting our new Facebook group together. Um, we hope to have that up and running within the next couple of days. And it will be our free Facebook group where we're, we are just coming up with all these amazing, crazy kind of things happening in the Facebook group. Um, just to, for instance, you know, a, a kind of book club kind of thing. Um, we hope to have some guest experts in there. Um, movement, you know, a movement day. We're not going to call it exercise. Like, I don't like the word exercise. I don't like the word diet. So we're going to have a movement day. <laughs> and by the way, this kind of also segues into another um, person that I just really found and so admire. Um, and I have to send him an email because I we really got to interview him on this podcast. I think he's flipping amazing. His name is Donovan Green, and he is the creator of Chair Workouts. And you know what his tagline is? And this is what really got me to thinking. If you can sit, you can get fit. Oh, absolutely. We, we talk about that all the time. And I, you know, that's what I love about, you know, you, you find ways and we always kind of emphasize that utilize what you can, not what you can't do. Focus on what you can do. Most of us can sit in a chair, right? Some of us sadly are in a wheelchair, you know, maybe you've got a broken foot. Maybe you're confined to a wheelchair. There's nothing that says that depending on your physicality of what you can and can't do, you figure that out but there's always ways to get movement in. And I agree with you. I hate the word exercise and uh, just, and of course definitely don't like the word diet. And it's not that I don't like the word diet. I think people miss the boat on the word diet. We all diet. Diet is eating. Everyone eats. So we all diet. It's just a matter of whether you have a good diet or a not so good diet. Right. For me, obviously diet brings up negative connotations so i tend to steer away from that but yes diet is a necessary everyday thing but if you're if you're going to restrict yourself you have to be cautious when you are doing that i would rather set myself up for success meaning switching those words around versus this is the first Monday. This is the first January of 2021. I'm going on a diet. And then two weeks later, you're back to your old habits because you haven't set yourself up for success. So mindset, movement, nutrition, wellness. It, it's all about the tweak nature. Oh, I like that. Tweak nature. That's pretty cool. So, there's going to be a lot of tweak nature going on in the Facebook group. So we will put that link up and, you know, who knows, it may be up by the end of the day. Um, I'm doing a lot of two sisters um, back office kind of stuff today. So I'm <laughs> really excited about that. And on that note, do you have anything else to say? No, just look forward to uh, day two. We'll kind of give you an update of, of what's going on and what more great advice that we can give all of our viewers and our listeners. 
in really a five-day reset of who you are in your mind, body, and spirit. I'm super excited about that. With that, this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, live from Vera Beach, a little bit chillier today, but it's blue sunshine, and I can see green grass, so I'm thankful and blessed, along with two sisters. Hey, and I am Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva, also came, came up with another deadline diva. I love it. I absolutely love it. Anyways, we hope you have a spectacular Monday. We love you. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. And we will see you tomorrow. Bye, everyone. Have a great day.